Jesus said this. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he lists his ministry, not only how he was going to go about it, but what he was going to do. And in, uh, that's there in the book of Luke. In that, Jesus was really telling us about what we are to do as the church, as the body of Christ. Because each of those things that are listed, he is saying that you go and do it. You go and do it. And there's nothing that we can do without the spirit of the Lord. It requires the Holy Spirit. It requires the anointing of God in order to get it done. And that doesn't come lightly. There's a price that has to be paid for the anointing of God to rest upon your life and you get done in this earth what God has purpose for you to do. And God is wanting us to press into him to the place, to the degree where you know that you are paying a price and that you know that that anointing is not just for you, but it's to impact everyone you come in contact with. And you, you really that can take place. Everyone you come in contact with, they're impacted by the anointing of God on your life. And God, he wants to uh, uh, do it on an individual basis. Don't sit down, Pastor Andy. He wants to do it on an individual basis. He wants to do it corporately. God wants us to experience him in a greater measure a greater measure. And it doesn't matter uh, at what place of your spiritual life you're at right now, nor does it matter what place you're at in your natural life right now. So what do I mean? From young to middle age to older, he still wants to use you in a greater measure, a greater degree. You never get to a place where you can't get more of God. But you got a desire. You got a hunger. You got a thirst after him. And he desires to pour out his spirit upon your life. Because whether we have binomial decay, whether we have whether we realize it or not, we are a lot closer than you think. Observe the times, the seasons, where we are right now. And God wants to bring us out of that place of uh, complacency and out of that place of the, the uh, uh, regular routine. And he wants us to be aware and alert every place that we go because there's someone that God wants to impact through your life and someone 
that he will impact through your life. We said at the beginning of this service that God wants to do something different in your life tonight. God wants to do something different in your life as a whole. Something that he has not done before. And we understand that he's a perfect gentleman. He will never force anyone to do anything. So it requires our cooperation. And our cooperation in what is being said right now is simply positioning yourself. There in the book of Romans 12, it says that we are to present ourselves. Look, that is not asking too much. Present yourself. Because he cannot use you if you don't present yourself. He can't use you to the degree that he desires to. And many times it's as simple, simple as out of your heart, you know, yielding to God and say, God, I present myself. I'm that instrument. I'm that vessel. I'm that tool. Use me as you will. And God will not disappoint. I say he will not disappoint. We're at this place. You can, you can call it a, um, a junction in your life right now. So recognize it. Identify what God is doing. Identify what the Spirit of the Lord is doing right now. And he will not disappoint you. Y'all lift your hands and say this. Say, Father, I present myself a living sacrifice, holy unto you. Father, use me as your instrument. Use me as your vessel. Use me as a tool in your hand. Lord, I present myself to you tonight. And from this day forward, I'm yours. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Now, I know you mean that. I know you mean that. So get ready. Get ready. And keep your heart in a posture of being used by God wherever you go. It's going to be different. I say, it's going to be different. Keep your heart there. God will not disappoint you. Those who thirst and hunger after righteousness, the Bible says that he will, he will fill. He will not disappoint you. Can y'all say amen? amen? Say this, say, Father, I thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you flood the eyes of my understanding with light so that I know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. Help me, Lord, to walk in the reality of the truth, knowing that the power that resides on the inside of me is the same power that you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead 
and you seated him at your own right hand in heavenly places, and having seated me together with him, so far above our rule, our authority, our power, our dominion, our might, and every name that can be named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Thank you, Father, that all things are under my feet with Christ Jesus, who is the head of the church, which is his body. Now, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge you tonight. I worship you tonight. I thank you tonight, for you are the fullness of all in all. Father, we do thank you for the Holy Spirit who is ever present to instruct, to teach, and to guide us. We yield to you, Holy Spirit, and we thank you that you have your way. Thank you, Lord, for every good thing and every perfect thing that takes place in our lives and in this house tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Well, I think everyone is... Uh, I think everyone is aware that uh, on the third Sunday of the month, it's been a practice here at Word of Life uh, to have a healing service. Of course, this is the third uh, Sunday of uh, May, so we are going to uh, uh, keep in that practice, and we're going to talk about divine healing. God wants every person healed and whole, but not only does God want us healed and whole, God wants us to walk in divine health. A few minutes ago, we, we uh, uh, started to quote that, uh, that passage there in the book of Luke 4, uh, uh, describing and, and Jesus declaring uh, his ministry, not only how he was going to uh, fulfill that ministry, but the things that he was going to do in fulfilling that ministry. He said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to, what? Preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. He has sent me to set the captives free. He has sent me to give recovery of sight to the blind. He has sent me, Jesus said. Look, you have been sent by God himself to do exactly what Jesus said that he was doing. Look, we are here as examples. We are here, as we said, as instruments, as vessels for God. So Jesus, when he said that, I, I've been sent to do these things to set the captives free, Man, I love setting the captives free. You know, where the prison ministry is concerned, uh, we go right on the territory of what the devil thinks is his, and we take back what the devil has cornered people and incarcerated people. But the thing about, you know, preaching to those uh, who are incarcerated, you know, you go and you preach to them, you, you are, the Holy Spirit liberates them right in the place where they are, and though they may still be incarcerated behind bars physically, they are free, and you can see the glow on their face. You can see them being liberated. You can see that God has set them free. You can see that they are a different person. You can see that they are moving toward the, the will of God. You can see that they are excited about advancing the kingdom of God. You can see that they are different than what they were when we went in there, there is nothing like preaching to those who are in darkness. I said, there's nothing like it. And you don't have to be behind prison bars. You don't have to be behind a jail wall. No, you can be right out there in the community. You can be right out there in our goings and our comings. And they are bound up as well. They are not free if they have not received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And that's our responsibility. 
Look, God is not going to change his mind about the Great Commission. Preach. Everybody say preach. Preach. At the end of that verse, that passage rather, Jesus says, he has come. I like what the amplify, how the Amplified Bible phrases that. To give salvation in the free favors of God, profusely abounding. Salvation in the free favors of God. Every time someone uh, gets close to you and you declare the goodness of God to them, it's the free favor of God abounding toward them through your life. That favor is up on your life. Give it to others. Give it to others. So Jesus, he said that he has been sent to do these things. Now where it says there, uh, to give recovering recovering of sight to the blind, that's twofold. So we understand that there is a, a spiritual, right? A spiritual recovery there. But there's also a mental, an emotional, and a physical healing as well. And Jesus says that this is why he has been sent, just for that purpose. Y'all know uh, there in the book of um, of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, uh, Peter declaring the works of the Lord. He says that uh, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and with power. Well, the Holy Ghost, he doesn't come without power. With the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing what? Good. My goodness, don't you know when you walk in the things of God and you just open your mouth, my goodness, you are doing good. You are doing good. Hey, we serve a good God. (laughs) He only does good. Man, I want to just encourage you. I'm just going to get ahead of myself here. I just want to encourage you. Listen, you yield yourself to preach the gospel. You yield yourself to tell people that they can be healed. You yield yourself to lay hands on the sick so that they can recover. You yield yourself to allow God to use you. You yield yourself to allow the power of God to flow through your hands, to flow through your body, to flow through your life. You yield yourself and God will use you. You will see people getting up everywhere out of sickness, out of disease, out of depression. Listen. The devil has come to yoke people up. And if you don't be careful, he'll try and yoke you up. But you got to understand that the spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's upon you. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's going to do exactly what he says he will do. So, So we are the body of Christ. We are the hands of God. We are the feet of God and everywhere you go this is one of my prayers Lord everything that I say everything that I do everywhere that I go let it bring glory to your name let it bring glory to your name you say what do you think you're perfect and you're always doing the right thing absolutely not but that's my confession (laughs) 
That's my declaration. Let it bring glory to your name, Lord. Look, I spent 35 years bringing glory to the name of the devil. But when I was delivered out of the power of darkness, and God set me into the kingdom of his dear son, Oh, the devil knows he's in trouble through Darnell. Because I'm not going to go anywhere without opening my mouth up. I'm not going to go anywhere without God having the opportunity to use me. And so, and so this is where we are as the body of Christ. If we don't do it, it don't get done. That's just the simple truth. And if we don't get up and get out, someone will. I said someone will. Don't let someone else get your crown. You know, there are crowns that's going to be passed out. You said, I thought you, I thought you said this was healing night. Well, listen. What we are out to heal tonight is some stinking thinking about what God wants to get done in this earth, in this season, through your life. It is healing. It's a healing service. So the spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus, and he has anointed you. He has anointed you to do everything that he did. Greater works. I said greater works. Don't ever sell yourself short, so to speak. Don't ever think that you cannot be used mightily by God in any area. God will take you as far as you allow him. I said, God will take you as far as you allow him. But he's not going to take you any further if you don't allow him. Man, I didn't plan to, I didn't plan to say all of this tonight. I really did come in to, to, to uh, talk about uh, healing in a different way. But the church, the church must awaken. We must awaken. And God is endeavoring to do it. And he's going to do it. And he is doing it. Amen? So there in uh, Acts 10, it says, Peter declaring uh, the works of, of Jesus how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, doing good. Well, and, and, and so uh, Jesus was doing good. The devil was oppressing people. And Jesus said, this is why I came, you know, to completely destroy the works of darkness. So Jesus is doing good by healing, setting people free, uh, getting people out of uh, bondage, getting people out of the uh, hands of the enemy. People are going free. People are getting healed. And there's 
there are, are religious people getting upset about it. Hmm. Don't y'all look at me so solemn? <laughs> religious people will get you in trouble. You know, don't listen to them. When we say religious people, where where uh, uh, Jesus's uh, earthly ministry is concerned, we're talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the don't you sees, right? Y'all know the don't you sees, right? <laughs> right? They were always getting in the way, right? Because because they wanted. Uh, they wanted to uh, control people and, and how they should. You know, religion, that's just what religion does. You know, you got to do it this way and this way and this way. You go outside of the boundaries of this way, then you have violated the Sabbath. Well, I say, uh, uh, you know, where, where religion is concerned, uh, Jesus said there are those who um, have the appearance, right, the appearance of godliness, but they deny the power. Well, in order for the power of God to work for your life, you just got to be a free, follow the word of God, allow the Holy Spirit to use you at will, and he would do just that. All right, I'm going to preach on healing. So... <laughs> So praise the Lord. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Y'all there already? Ephesians 5, New King James says this. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Reading that from the Amplified Classic Edition, it says, Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. What the will of the Lord is. We have to understand, y'all say this, the will of God, the word of God, is the will of God. Right? So he says to understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Uh, Proverbs uh, 4 says this. Wisdom is the principal thing, right? Therefore, get wisdom. But then he goes on to say, but in all of your getting, get what? Understanding. Get understanding, Right? Because if you don't get an understanding, you don't know how to apply that wisdom. You don't know how to use that wisdom. If you don't get an understanding of the word of God, you don't know how to apply it. You don't know how to use the word of God and allow the spirit of the Lord to use you. So he says, in all of your getting, you want to get an understanding. So, so what, does, what does our third John 2 says? Beloved, better translate it, I pray above all things, right? That you would what? Prosper and what? Be in health even as what? Your soul prospers, right? So he says that God says above all else, this is what I want to take place. I want you to prosper. Well, prosperity comes not only in your finances, right? It comes where your health is concerned. So he says, I want you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So we got to understand the, the, whole, the whole thing about your soul prospering there. You, we know here in, 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 in this church in teaching that the soul consists of the mind, the will, and the emotions, right? 
We understand that. So there is a, a, a mental uh, a thing that has to happen here, and you got to prosper in your soul. Where do you uh, get an understanding at? That's right, in your mind. So understand what the will of the Lord is. And so there are people who are, are running around, and we're talking about Christians running around all the time saying that it's the will of God, you know, that I be sick. It's the will of God that I be on this, uh, uh, this bed. Uh, you know, it's the will of God that I be in this wheelchair. It's the will of God, you know, that I, I, I be uh, attacked in my... Look, you don't understand what the will of the Lord is. That is not the will of God for you to be sick. He went about doing good, doing good, doing good. <laughs> it's not the will of God for you to be sick. So sickness, there's nothing good about sickness. I mean, you consider, you consider uh, even a cold, right? A common cold. You, you get a common cold and, you know, you are fatigued, you're tired, you're coughing, right? You don't have the energy level that you would ordinarily have, right? Well, that's being oppressed. That's oppression. That's, a, that's just a common cold. And, and so we don't want to, uh, you know, if we receive the word of the enemy, where a common cold is concerned, we will receive the word of the enemy in other areas of sickness. You want to get on even a common cold like white on a rice. No pun attended. And you want to get on it with the word of God. You want to get, it, get on it and not allow it to attach itself to your body because it don't belong to you. It's not yours. And so, and so, uh, uh, and I understand. I, I, I recall, I recall this um, particular time. I'm, I'm sitting at my desk at home, and I'm uh, studying the Word of God, right? And I, I, I sense and feel, uh, you know, uh, this um, uh, uh, soreness and this grasp in my throat. And as I sit there, it's getting worse and worse, right? And so I get up from my chair, and I go to the, uh, the, uh, the medicine cabinet, right? And I'm reading the instructions on this medication. And the Holy Spirit, he spoke up, and he says, just like you're reading the instructions on that medication, you can read my word, and you can get healed. I put the medication back in the, uh, the medicine cabinet, and I got back in the word, and, and before the morning came, I was completely free of that. And it's, it, it really appeared to, be, to me to be uh, something quite serious. But I understand where it was coming from. So you can't take anything for granted where sickness and disease is concerned. And you can't take it lightly when it, when it starts to attempt to attach itself to you. You got to get on it. I said, you got to get on it. But, 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 but it's not just getting on it. You got to stay on it until it's no longer there. And you put the word on it. It ain't going to remain. <laughs> 
You say, but I know people, I know people who, who you know, who, who speak the word and, and confess the word and, 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 you know, and they are sick. Listen, you can't base somebody else's experience on the truth of the word of God. God's word is true. Psalms 138, 2, it says that he has exalted, he has magnified his word even above his own name. My goodness. That tells us something about the integrity of the word of God. It for, it for exceeds the intelligence of man. So we cannot, we cannot uh, you know, go by somebody else's experience. Look, you are an individual child of God. You are an individual believer of God. And you got to have your own experience with God. So I'm not going to look at somebody else, you know, because this or that or whatever, and say, well, nothing, nothing's happening over there. Yeah, but something's happening over here. I don't know their history. I don't know. I don't know none of that stuff. All I know is that the word of God is true. All I know is that God says if God says it, that's the way it is. I remember this neighbor that I, I grew up with as a, as a kid, right? And um, uh, his name was Kenny Ray. Y'all probably heard me mention him uh, before. His name was Kenny Ray, right? And Kenny Ray, Kenny Ray uh, the, the, there was uh, about seven in, in their family. And, um, you know, they were a little bit illiterate, right? And so, and they were, they were rowdy. <laughs> they were rowdy, you know? And, and so, uh, uh, Kenny Ray and I, we're going through the, uh, we go to the uh, neighborhood store. And so Kenny Ray, he buys, he buys some candy, right? And so after we leave the store and we're coming back through the, uh, the neighborhood, I asked Kenny Ray for some of, some of his candy. And Kenny Ray said, no. You got to know Kenny Ray. He said, no. I said, Kenny Ray, come on, man. Let me have some of that. And Kenny Ray said, no. And I said to Kenny Ray, Kenny Ray, that's the way you're going to be? And Kenny Ray said, that's the way me is. <laughs> and I think sometimes uh, we as Christians, we're looking at somebody else's experience, and you're saying, that's the way me is. No, that's the way they are. You don't have to have the same experience. You get in the word of God yourself, and you get the word in your heart. You get the word in your mouth, and you see the devil take off. And whatever it is he's trying to attach himself to, to your body. It takes off too. He don't own you. You are a covenant child of a covenant keeping God. God keeps his covenant to a thousand generations. That is not going to change. I said he keeps his covenant to a thousand generations. So what make you think when you need healing, when you need something to come up off of you, that all of a sudden he's changed his covenant? No, 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 no. Not my God, not your God. He's not going to change. Oh, the Bible says that he don't alter anything that comes out of his mouth. 
He ain't going to change. Well, if God's word is not going to change, then I have to change, and I have to get in line with his word. It's the word of God. I said, it's the word of God. And so, and so we, we, we uh, many times, and we're talking about the church. We are the church, you know. <laughs> we are the church. We're it. There ain't no other church. I said, there ain't no other church, y'all. We're it. So we got to come up. We have to come up. Say this. I'm coming up, God. Say it again. I'm coming up, God. We are coming up. We are coming up because it's not the same as it used to be. It is not the same. Listen, I don't care how many days pass. I don't care how many weeks pass. I don't care how many months pass. I don't care how many years pass where my life is concerned. I'm going to pursue God. I'm after the word of God. I'm after doing what God says to do. And as long as I'm after God, I'm coming up. I said, I'm coming up. So, so don't, don't judge where you may be in comparison, in comparison to where someone else might be. You just keep coming up with God. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit sometimes. No, I, I'm, I'm serious. Because you got to understand, in this spirit realm, God promotes you <laughs> before it ever actually takes place in the natural. <laughs> Hell, I've experienced it. You know, and so don't, don't, don't uh, take, take lightly or don't judge yourself in terms of where you are now because in the spirit realm, you, uh, in the natural, you may be here, but in the spirit, you're here. God has always got you promoted. So keep going up. Keep pursuing God. In, in every area. We're talking about healing, but I'm talking about in every area. So uh, turn to, um, uh, if you would, to Matthew. Say this again. We said it earlier. Say, the word of God is the will of God. The word of God is the will of God. And we understand that faith begins with the known what? Will of God, right? So if the word of God is the will of God, then we can say faith begins with the known word of God, right? The known word of God. Well, well, well we know that without faith, we can't advance with God, Right? Because Hebrews say without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we got to have the faith. Well, if we don't get the word, we can't get the faith. Look, Romans 10, 17, y'all know it. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes. Faith comes. Faith comes by what? Hearing, right? So, so, so if faith comes by hearing, if we are not hearing the word of God, faith is not coming. So faith don't come. Faith does not come, you, you know, uh, about dancing in the spirit. 
Faith doesn't come by, 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 by running around the church. Faith, faith does not come. <laughs> Listen, come on, y'all. All of that's good, but that's not the way faith gets to you. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes, sometimes we, 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 we as believers, yeah, we come to church, right? And we run around the church two or three times sometimes. But then, you know, when it comes to actually uh, getting something from God, we're not getting in his word and we're not allowing faith to come. So, so, so I'll dance in the spirit with you. But I do know that faith is not going to come to me by dancing in the spirit. I can rejoice. But if I'm rejoicing, I'm rejoicing over the word. <laughs> right? So, y'all say praise the Lord. All right. Did I say turn to Matthew 8? Huh? Oh, just Matthew? Okay, Matthew 8. You can't receive from God if you don't have faith, right? Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. So it says here in the New King James Version, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he, speaking of Jesus, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So Jesus healed all that were sick. And so, I mean, I know it's basic, right? It's basic uh, 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 teaching, but we have to understand that Healing is for all. It's for all. God does not have a respecter of person. God, look, God is, is not showing favoritism. Healing is for all. Jesus is the same. The Bible says there in the book of Hebrews that he's the same when? Yesterday? yesterday today? Well, forever is a long time. Forever is a long time. So, so he's not going to change. <laughs> he's not going to change. He's the same. And, and so if he was uh, healing uh, when he was on the earth during his uh, uh, earthly ministry, right, he's healing today. He's healing right now. God is a right now God. God is an ever-present God. He's healing right now. And when this now is over, it's going to be another now. And now is never going to end as long as you're in the present, right? And so God is right now, and so because he has not changed, Jesus has not changed, then if I need healing, uh, you know, today, he's there to heal. If I need healing tomorrow, he's there to heal. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on. This is simple stuff, but nevertheless, it's true because he don't change. And healing is for all. No one is exempt from this. Listen, Jesus, uh, he, he, he healed people who was in covenant with him and people who were outside of the covenant. It's for all. And my goodness, you are, you are in covenant relationship with him. Y'all remember that lady, uh, 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 the woman of Canaan, right? She came to Jesus, 
And she asked Jesus for help. She says, I got, I got this daughter who is severely, uh, New Living says, severely demon-possessed. Right? And the Bible says that Jesus didn't even, he didn't even listen to her initially. And his disciples, you know how his disciples were, you know, the disciples was like many of us. They were selfish, you know. The disciples said, uh, you know, Lord, send her away. Send her away. They're bothering. <laughs> Man, come on. But anyway, Jesus, so, so Jesus, uh, the, she, she yells out to him again, son of David, have mercy. Oh, my goodness, mercy. <laughs> Man, I could say so much about mercy. Son of David, have mercy on me. So now Jesus stops, but he didn't make it much better in his response to her because he, he tells her, it is not, you know, I've been sent uh, to the, uh, the children of Israel. It's not, it's not right to give the bread of the children of Israel to little dogs. Oh, but listen to what she says next. Truth, Lord. You're telling the truth because you are truth. However, <laughs> even the dogs, even the dogs, Lord, are able to partake of the crumbs that fall to the floor. And Jesus says, oh, my goodness. No greater faith. He says, go your way. Your daughter is healed. And the Bible says, self same hour, she was free. Listen, I, 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 can, I can testify to that, first and foremost, because it's the word of God. But secondly, because uh, of uh, my own personal experience. That lady was not in covenant with God. Right? She was a Canaanite. She was not in covenant with him. And yet, Jesus' response to her, you're good. Your daughter is good. Well, he did, he did, that, with, he did that with me. Look, I'm living a, a life of drugs and crime and, 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 and reckless behavior. behavior. And, and I, I, I end up in LDS Hospital in Salt Lake City, Utah, right? I, there for five weeks. And much of that time was in intensive care. And at the end of that journey, uh, the doctors uh, 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 call my family and says, uh, there's no hope. Prepare for his funeral. I didn't have a covenant with God. Oh, but my deal. <laughs> oh, my deal. My dear, oh, her faith, oh, her covenant, oh, that lady, oh, she's mighty in strength, she's mighty in faith, she's mighty in covenant, oh, she took a hold of the altar of God, oh, and guess what she says, oh, Lord, have mercy, have mercy on him. I'm laying in a puddle of blood on, the, on this hospital bed. Transfusions 
are constantly being given to me, but none of it is being retained. It's just seeping right through. All of my internal organs are shut, shutting down. So when the doctor says there is no hope, they meant just that. Oh, but Dr. Jesus. <laughs> oh, but physician Jesus. He is the great physician. He is a mercy for God. He is one that heals out of covenant. Oh, those who are in covenant. Oh, if, if Jesus is that way with those who are out of covenant, how much more does he heal you? You are a covenant child of a covenant-keeping God. Come on, y'all. You're in the covenant with, oh, my goodness. Come on now. I said, come on now. He has not changed. He has not changed. He's still Jehovah Rophah, the Lord that healeth thee. The Lord that healeth me. I stand here today before you, obviously because of the mercy of God, but also because of the faith of my mother pulling on the altar of God and crying out, have mercy on him. Him. No, he doesn't have a covenant with you. But I do. And God did. 